Okay, good morning, everybody. Okay, we are Yudala from the base, about eight lines up from the bottom, the two dots. Okay, so the Gemara there is quoting the last line of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, on Yudala from an Aleph, Zeaklal, Koshu Makabal Tumma, Vein Gidulo Mina Aretz, anything which has the ability to become tummy, to become impure, or does not grow from the ground, you can't use it for schach. But anything which does not have the ability to become tummy and and grows from the ground, a person could use it as schach. Okay, so that's the definition the Mishnah told us of what's kosher for schach. It needs to be two things. Number one, it can't have the ability to be makabal Number two, it needs to grow from the ground. So the Gemara we have is going to try to figure out what was the source. In the Torah, what was the source for that rule? So the Gemara says, Minani Mili. How did the Mishnah know that to be kosher for it needs to grow from the ground and not be able to be makabal The Pasuk says that aid, which means the cloud, came up from the ground, which means it's saying a part of a cloud comes from the ground. So if an aid, a cloud, is something which cannot be makabotumah and grows from the ground, so, so to sukkah, which the Gemara is going to bring this in a second, which is a zecher, remembering the anane hakavod, right, the clouds which HaKadosh Baruch was surrounded in the Midbar. So if by a cloud, the Pasuk tells us it's Yalim and Arat, it comes from the ground, and we know a cloud's not Makabotumma, so we see both characteristics in a cloud. And Sukkis is a Zecher to the Anane HaKavit, the clouds which surrounded Klal Yisrael, so we can learn from there to have those two rules that it needs to grow from the ground, it needs to come up from the ground, and not be able to be makabotuma. Says the Gemara, That makes sense according to the opinion <coughs> that what we're celebrating on Sukkot is the Anani HaKavod. But according to the opinion that when the Pasuk says, you should sit in the Sukkot so that your children the, the generations should know because I put Klal Yisrael in Sukkot when I took them out of Mitzrayim. So what does it mean because I put them in Sukkot? So one opinion says it means that a Kodesh Baruch Hu put us in the Anani HaKavod which was the supernatural um, free rent which basically took care of Klal Yisrael's needs. Okay, it protected them from the surroundings in the Midbar. Right, we have different chazals of cleaned their clothes and smoothed out the road. It was a supernatural event. So one Mandamar says that's what we're commemorating with Sukkot. The other Mandamar says that it means Sukkot Mamas, they had huts. The Tanya, because we learned, we learned in a brace of the following Machlokas. When the Pasuk says, I put Klal Yisrael in Sukkot, Anani Kavod HaYid Rebbe Liezer. Rebbe Liezer's opinion is that it's the Anani HaKavod. Rebbe Kiva Omer, Sukkot Mamish Asu Lahem. 
Rabbi Akiva says that it was, it was natural huts. So the Gemara says, Hanichal Rebbe Eliezer. You're trying to learn what's the source in the Mishnah that the definition of schachis needs to be two things, grow from the ground and not be able to be makabal So the Gemara said the source is that a cloud, the Pasuk says, is yalim in the earth, comes from the ground. And a cloud is not makabal it comes from the ground. So the Gemara says that's a good source if what we're celebrating on Sukkot is the Anani HaKovet. The clouds in the midbar. But if what we're celebrating on Sukkot was just the fact that they had natural homes, some type of tents or protection that they made, so then you can't bring a source from a Pasuk which is talking about a cloud, because the Yantip of Sukkot doesn't have to do with anything about the clouds in the midbar. So, Elod Rabbi Akiva, according to Rabbi Akiva, what's the source of the Mishnah that the definition of Schach? needs to come from the ground and can't be mekabotum and not able to become impure. Okay, so this, this machlokas, I don't know if Rabbi Silver touched upon this last night, but this is just a fascinating machlokas about what is the whole essence of the yantif of sukkahs. Again, the Pasuk said, you're celebrating sukkahs, keep a sukkahs or shafti, because I placed you in sukkahs in the desert. So they're having a disagreement. What does it mean I placed you in sukkahs? Does it mean a reference to the Anonia covet, which was this supernatural experience, or does it mean huts? So part of what the Mepharshim talk about is, according to the second opinion, so what was so amazing about the, the huts? According to the first opinion, the Anonia covet, it was, it was like a nace. It was really a miracle. According to the second opinion that it's huts, one of the questions the Mepharshim talk about is, what is it that, that defines the yuntiv of Sukkot as, as so unbelievable to commemorate? Another interesting thing is the famous question the Torah asks, which is, why is it that Sukkot is in the fall time, if, if we left Mitzrayim in the spring, which is Pesach time, so why is it that we do Sukkot in the fall time? So one of the, one of the things that the Mepharshim touch upon is this disagreement is that does that question have to get into this disagreement? In other words, some say that it's easier to understand according to the opinion that it was huts, because maybe they only needed those huts when it started getting cool outside. So according to that opinion, it would be easier to understand in the fall than in the other opinion. But, okay, we'll save the rest for Sukkot then. Okay, says the Gemara, back, back, back to what we're talking about. The Mishnah said that the definition of schach is two things. It needs to grow from the ground and it can't be makabal so what's the source? So the Gemara tried to say that the Pasuk says a cloud comes from the ground and we know a cloud is not Makabal and if the Siyantif of Sukkot is to celebrate the Anani HaKavad so then that could be my source, that that's the definition of Schach. The Gemara said that makes sense according to the opinion that, that what, we're, what we're doing in Sukkot is commemorating the Anani HaKavad. But according to the opinion that Sukkot is Sukkot Mamish, the huts that they had, so what's your source of the Mishnah for the definition of Schach? The Pasuk says, That word Chag is a reference to the carbon Chagiga, which is a, a carbon that the person brings every Yantif. So there's a connection between the, the carbon of the Chagiga, 
and Sukkot. Ma chagiga davashin amakabotum agadilum mina aritz. Just like a carbon chagiga is brought from something which is not makabotoma, an animal, the gidulo mina aretz, and it grows from the ground. So here, the, right now, we're saying gidulo mina aretz means that an animal doesn't grow from the ground, but an animal gets its food from something which grows from the ground, which allows it to grow. So right now, the Gemara is saying that gidulo mina aretz, the definition would be not something that physically grows from the ground, but it's sustained from things which grow from the ground. So, so too, a sukkah needs to be, the schach needs to be with something which does not, cannot become impure, cannot become tame, and grows from the ground. As the Gemara, top of your base. If if you learn from there, so just like the chagiga, the carbon chagiga, is a category of it, something which is alive. So sukanavi balichai, maybe your schach, you should limit it to that type of category of something which, which is a balchai, the type of, type of a species, a, a living, a living type of animal. So if that's your source, it's not really going to come out with the right definition of schach. So kiyasa ravanam rabiyochanam rakra, trying a different source for the halach of the mishnah. That the definition of schach is two things, grows from the ground and can't be mekabal tumah. So he said, the source is, ba'as b'cha migarnecha mi'gvecha. The Bazik says you should, chaga sukkos tasalcha shivas yamim. person should, should have the yontif of sukkos for seven days. Ba'as b'cha migarnecha mi'gvecha. B'psol is garn v'yakev akasav medaber. It means from the, the leftovers, the bad stuff, from his gorin v'yekev, which is his left, his, his leftover um, from his, where he makes his wine and where he makes his grain. So the leftover materials of the stuff that grew from the ground, he's understanding that that's, the, that's what the Pasuk is referencing. That's what you should use for schach. So those are materials which, number one, grow from the ground, and number two, are not makabotum. Challenges the Gemara. How do you know that it's the, the stuff of the grapevine without the food? Maybe it's the grapevine with the food, which is mekabal In other words, how do you know it's the vine itself minus the grape? Maybe it's together with the food, and then if that's the source, it would really mean that it's okay to use things which are mekabal bo. Says Rashi that the word yekev sounds like after it was made into wine, and there's no practical way to put wine on your roof because it's it's a liquid; it's going to fall through. So therefore, it must be the pasuk was referencing the materials minus the food because it was already made into a liquid, and therefore we the source was the grape vine, which is something which grows from the ground, that can't be makabal toma. Maskev la rebiyur miya ve'ema yayin karush haba mishnir shudomili guli dvelo. Rebiyur miya challenged that you can have a type of congealed wine, which became like a certain level of thickness that it would be able to stay up on a roof. So maybe when the Pasuk said it, it meant the materials plus something which was made into wine in a way that it's thick enough to stay on the roof. So how do you know that it's the materials without the wine. 
Sarah says, we thought we understood the Mishnah. And Rabbi Yirmiya came and um, like threw an arrow into it. In other words, challenged or chopped, chopped it down, Rashi says. Chopped it down with, a, with an axe. In other words, we thought we understood the reason for the Mishnah until, until he asked this question and then we realized we were stuck. So let's try again. Rav Ashi Omar. So again, we're trying to answer how did the Mishnah know that the definition of schach is grows from the ground and can't be makabal tumah. And the fact that the Pazik said amem, mi garnacha, sounds like from stuff from the garin, but not the garin itself, which is the food. Mi yikvecha, v'lo And where you produce your, your grains also, and not from the food itself. So in other words, the mem is coming to exclude the best stuff there, which is the food, or the wine. Therefore, the only things which the Pasuk is referencing is really the materials. Okay, so that's Rav Ashi's chat in the mission. But the Pasuk by Sukkis at the end talked about the person's in his gorin and his yekev. And in that Pasuk, it said a mem, which was excluding part of the gorin and his yekev, which is excluding the better part, which is the food or the wine. And therefore, we're left with the materials of the gorin and the yekev which are things which grow from the ground and are not makabotum. Chizda Ramihacha. Chizda said a different source for the Mishnah's halacha, that the Pasik in Nechemia says, Tsu hahar vevio alai zayis, vaalai eit shemen, vaalai hadas, vaalai tmarin. Then when the Pasik is referencing sukkahs and it lists materials that a person could use for a sukkah, it lists a whole bunch of things which. Um, are not makabal and grow from the ground. So he's saying that by the fact that that was the list of the Pasuk, that was how we understood that the Pasuk listed an exact, exact examples to tell us this rule that it needs to fit those two criteria of growing from the ground and not be makabal Ask the Gemara, that in the Pasuk it seems repetitive. That it said, hadas and eitzavus, which is a reference to the same type of thing. What we use as hadasim is also called eitz avas. The Gemara is just asking a question on the Pasuk, that it seemed to list the same type of branch twice. On Rev Chis, the hadas showed the lesukah of eitz avas lelulav. That if it's a normal hadas, which is kasher for lulav, that's what the Pasuk meant when it said eitz avas. If it's, if it's the type which is not good for a lulav, but is good for a sukkah, in other words, if it's, if it's a hadas shota, which means it doesn't, it's not made in the proper way. You'll see that in the, in the third parak about what, what exactly the definition of that is, that that's the other thing the Pasuk is referencing. So it's not, it is the same type of tree twice, but the reason the Pasuk listed it is because some which are good for sukkah and some which are even good for a lulav. Okay. There's another interesting question to think about that, that by the Ananiya covered, Rashi brings in Chumash that the Ananiya covered surrounded them on all six sides up, down, and all four sides. So the Mizrahi asks that if we learn from the Ananiya Kavod, then why is it that we don't need kosher schach on our floor and our walls? Right? We know that all the halachas of the schach, which we'll see in a minute, are halachas in the roof. Right? We're going to learn in a minute in the Mishnah that the tefanas, the walls, don't have the halachas of schach. It's an interesting thing that if the source is the Ananiya Kavod, which was really on all six sides, it's an interesting thing that the Halachas of sukkah are limited to the roof. 
Okay, so where does the Mishnah say that? The Mishnah says, Chavili kash, chavili eitzim, chavili zrodim. Which means if you have a bundle of, <coughs> bundle of kash, or a bundle of wood, or a bundle of zrodim, which Rashi says is types of stalks, reeds, ein mesachechin behen. Person is not allowed to use them as srach. So we'll see in the Gemara why that is. Once a person, meaning it's on his roof and it's in a bundle, so the Mishnah is saying you're not allowed to use it, but if you cut the string, which means you cut the thing which is holding it all together, then it's okay. And the Mishnah says, Kulan Ksheris Litfanus. And all of them are Ksheris Litfanus. So this is a very important Rashi. Take a look at Rashi on the Mishnah. Ksheris Litfanus. Rashi says, The Kulan Hapsulim Sheshanina Bepsach. So the Mishnah said all of these are good for the walls. So what's all of these? Rashi says, Kulan hapsulim sheshaninu All the things which were no good by schach are good by tfanas, are good by walls. In other words, Rashi is coming to say that the, this line, all are good by tfanas, is not just going on this Mishnah which we just read. It's going back on the last 12 days, right? If you start from, from Daf Beis, any time in the Mishnah you had something which is no good by Schach, Rashi is saying when it comes to the walls, everything is totally fine. So this is how we paskin, which is why a person can make walls out of material which does not grow from the ground. You can make metal, canvas, right? Any, you can make walls out of any material. Because Rashi is saying that this, this line of the Mishnah, Kul and Cheris Litfanas, is going back on there's really no rules when it, comes to, when it comes to the walls in terms of what material it's made out of. There, there, there are Rishonim here who disagree and learn that this line is just going back on the line before, which would come out if a person's looking for stringencies, come out at a nice stringency. In other words, you have to make your walls out of all the things which, which are good for schach. But, okay, we pass it that it, like, like the Rashi's reading it, that it's really going back. And everything before. Um, Rabbi Yaakov, Shamas Menid, Rabbi Yochanan Tarti. Rabbi Yaakov said, I heard from Rabbi Yochanan two things. He talked about two Mishnas. One was the Mishnah we just read. The Mishnah later says, a person has a. Um, sorry, I'm just blanking on the word. He has a Gaddish, a, a heap, pile, a pile of some stalks. And what does he do? He digs out from the bottom. So in other words, he has a big heap here, and he starts digging out from the bottom, and he digs out his inside, and he's left with his roof. Okay, so in other words, he never put schach on. Everything was here, and he dug out from the bottom. So that the Mishnah says, A person who does that to make a sukkah, it's not a sukkah. So again, our Mishnah was talking about a person who had a pile, a bundle of wood or reeds, and he put it on his sukkah. And the Mishnah said, you're not supposed to do it for schach. And there was another Mishnah that said a person who had a heap and he dug out from the bottom, it's not a sukkah. So those were the two Mishnahs. Chada Mishum Gzeiraz Otzer. And Rabbi Yochanan said, one of the Mishnahs is a dindarabana. Is not good midirabana. Vachad mishum tasavalomina osi. Tasavalomina osi means that if a person made a sukkah in a way that it's not a good sukkah and then decided 
Oh, I want to use it for a sukkah. So there's a problem called tasa velomena osi, that a person needs to make the sukkah. It can't, it can't be decided to turn it into a sukkah in a way that it wasn't made properly. Right? This, is a, this is a rule which exists other places. For example, a person put on strings on its tzitzis for a totally different reason and then decided, oh, I want to use it as my tzitzis. So there's a problem, tasa velomena osi, that when you put on the thing, which makes the tzitzis, or when you make the sukkah, you have to do it for the right reason. So again, we have two mishnas. We have our mishnah, which was, person put up um, a pile of wood tied together, a bundle, onto his roof. We have another mishnah, which is the person had a heap, and he dug out the bottom. Both mishnas said it's no good. We heard from Rabbi Yochanan, one's a problem, midarabbanam. One's a problem, problem And Rabbi Yaakov is saying, I remembered Rabbi Yochanan talked about both. I remember he said, one's the Raisa, one's the Rabbanan. I just don't remember which one was which. Okay, so this is the problem we're stuck with. We have two Mishnahs. One's a problem with the Rabbanan, one's a problem with the Raisa. Rabbi Yaakov's not sure which one's which. Amr Rabbi Yirmiya Nechzi Anon. I was trying to figure it out. We have a statement from Rabbi Yochanan himself. That what's the reason for our Mishnah? That you can't use this bundle of wood tied together for schach because because a person worked in the field during the day. So sometimes he would come home and he was holding the wood which he just chopped down in the field. So his, the wood was still a little bit wet, so he brings it home, he throws it on top of some type of structure so that it can dry out. Now Sukkot comes and he sees some wood on top of a structure and he says, oh, I'll use it as schach. The Torah says that's no good. So in other words, when a person puts up, you touched upon this a couple days ago, when a person puts up schach, he at least needs to put it up in order to provide shade for himself. L'chatchila, a person puts it up for the mitzvah of sukkah, but if a person puts it up for tzel, to produce shade as a shady place for himself, that's okay. This person, when he came home and he put up his wood, why did he put it up? He put it up because it's wet and I want it to dry. So that is totally no good. Right? So he came home, whatever it was, in the summertime, and he had his wet wood and he threw it up. And now Sukkot came and he saw, oh, I already have wood on top of a structure. That looks a lot, look, right? That'll save me some time, Sukkot's time. So he decides I'll use that. So that is no good because he put up the wood for nothing to do with shade and now he's deciding to use it as a sukkah. Rabbi Yochanan said... The reason in our Mishnah you're never allowed to use a bundle of wood on your, which is tied together on your roof as a sukkah, even if you put it up for shade, is because we're, we're concerned people are going to get confused between the two cases. In other words, you can have one person who put it up to dry out, which is actually a problem. You can have another person who, the day before sukkahs, went to the store, bought a bundle of wood tied together and said, this is my schach, I put it up for, for my sukkah. That person's 100% fine. But it's confusing between the two cases. So to not get confused, the Mishnah told us, Adindara Banon, 
that you're never allowed to use a bundle of wood tied together because we don't want the person to get confused and use even the case which he put up to dry, which is really a problem. So again, we have a statement from Rabbi Yochanan which said, why can't you use a bundle of wood tied together? Because we're concerned the person will then come to use the case which he put it up to dry, which is really not a good sukkah. And if we have a statement from Rabbi Yochanan in our Mishnah, stating that it's a dinder abbanan, that a person's going to get confused about the other case when he put it up to dry. So So then the other Mishnah of Chotet Begadish, the person who's digging out the bottom of the heap, that case must be a problem mida araisa. So again, we have two Mishnahs. One Mishnah said a person's digging out the bottom of a heap. Our Mishnah said that a person who put up um, a bundle of wood which was tied together on top of his sukkah cannot be used for schach. We had a statement from Rabbi Yochanan saying one's a problem midah raisa, one's a problem midah We weren't sure which one's which. The Gemara's answering that we had a statement from Rabbi Yochanan in our Mishnah which explained that it's really a dinder which means even though the person put up his pile of wood tied together for Still, the Mishnah is saying it's no good. So why is it no good? Dinder Rabbanan. Midr Rabbanan, it's no good. It's a gzeira. We're concerned that a person's going to get confused with the case where he really put it up for the wrong reason, to dry. He put up, right, he came home with his bundle, threw it up to dry, and then sukkah's time decided to use it. That case is no good because it's confusing because the two sukkahs look exactly the same. Chazal were concerned. And therefore, they said, you're not allowed to use any bundle of wood tied together. And therefore, if we, if we figured out that our Mishnah is a dinder abbanon, so that other Mishnah, which was talking about digging out the heap that you have, that Mishnah must just be saying, dairais, that's no good, which means that they didn't make a dinder abbanon and a person who dug out the bottom of the heap and solved the problem which was he picked up the schach and put it back down, must be in that case he, we didn't make a dinder because our Mishnah is expressing any type of bundle of wood can't be used, midr because of the case where he did it for the wrong reason. The other Mishnah is only saying the dinder that a person who dug out the heap and never created the schach, the schach was made by itself, he never put down the schach is a problem. But it would sound like if the person took care of the problem over there and picked up the sukkah and put it down, then it's really okay. Okay, so this is, this is a question which the Mepharsh should talk about. Why over there did we not make a dinder and that a person would get confused? Rashi says that since the person himself just showed us he knows the problem because he picked it up and put it back down, that's why over there we didn't feel the need to make the problem. But okay, we had two Mishnayas. We weren't sure which was the Raisa, which was the Rabbanan. And now we figured it out. And the fact that Rabbi Yaakov wasn't sure is because he didn't know this statement that was said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. But once he heard it, so that, that was really the answer to his question, which Mishnah was the Raisa, which Mishnah was the Rabbanan. Amr Ravashi. Ravashi says, our Mishnah, which is putting up 
um, tied together wood. So that's only a problem midarabonon. You can't have a case which is a problem midaraisa. So the problem midaraisa would be if a person put it up to dry out. He didn't even put it up for schach. You can only have a problem if a per- person dug out that heap and never made the but you can't have a problem also. In other words, what Ravash is challenging is if we talk about either Mishnah, I could find you a case which is a problem and I could find you a case which which rice is okay, but it looks exactly the same, and I think they should make it prohibited midarabanan. So again, in our Mishnah, if a person put up his wet wood to dry out, and then decided to use it for schach, that's no good dairaisa. He didn't put it up for, for shade. But if a person put it up for shade, dairaisa, it's really okay. And our Mishnah said, because it's confusing, the two sukkahs look exactly the same. You have a bundle of wood on the sukkah, and one person's no good, one person's good, it's confusing. So therefore we said, doesn't matter what you put it up for, you're not allowed to use that type of schach. So Ravashi is saying, let's jump to the other Mishnah. person dug out the inside of the heap, so that's a problem midaraisa because he never made schach. Right? The heap was put on the ground, and there was, no, there was nothing for it to, to provide shade for, because it was one big thick piece. You dug out the bottom, and the schach wasn't put there, the schach was made. So that's a problem deraisa. What would be a case which is really okay deraisa, but is very confusing? That if a person did that, and then picked up the heap and put it down. So that's really fine. Because why? Because when he picked it up and put it down, he just made the schach. But it's very confusing. You have two people with their sukkahs made out of their heap, and one person's going to be no good deraisa, and one person's going to be good deraisa. So it's very confusing. They look the same. So Ravash, he's, he's saying, I, I don't understand. Why in this Mishnah did we make it, or did, did we understand that the Mishnah was saying, and over there we said, no, that Mishnah of digging out the heap was only saying, it's a problem, but there was no There was no reason to be gozer in the case when the person picked it up and put it down. Saying that the fact, if you read the Mishnah over here, you shouldn't do it, sounds like it's only a sukkah. Over there, the Mishnah phrased it as, it's not a sukkah. So it sounds over there that even it's not a sukkah. So the answer to the question is, if you want to know how I figured it out, the answer is the Mishnah presented itself differently. Here the Mishnah phrased itself as ein mesachachin bahen, person shouldn't use it as schach. Over there the Mishnah said it's not a sukkah. So it, why did the Mishnah use different words? To hint to me that over there the problem is a dairaisa problem. Over here the problem is a derabbanan problem. Okay, so that's how I know that there's a difference between the two Mishnahs. Again, the question was, I could come up with a Deiraisa problem in each case, I could come up with a Deirabanan problem in each case. Like, how, how do you know how to read the two Mishnahs to figure out one's only a problem Deiraisa and one's even a problem Deirabanan? 
The answer is that if you read the Mishnah carefully, it used different words. Therefore, hinting to me that over here, Chazal made a Dinder Abbanan to prohibit any type of bundles of wood, as opposed that in the, t in the case that's really a problem, it's no good. Therefore, I see from the Mishnah there was only a problem if it's really a problem. But in the case, which is okay, because he picked up the heap and put it back down, it's really, we didn't make a Dinder Abbanan in that case. Okay, so now we're going to go through examples of which things a person could use for schach, which things not. So a person who used schach with chitim kshayrim, uh, with chitim scharim kshayrim, a person who used a type of wood, um, wood stick, which was used to, used to make an arrow, but a type of wood stick which, which was used to to stick into something else. In other words, it didn't have a hole itself. It was used to stick into something else. Kshayra, because that type of thing cannot be makabal and therefore it's wood, means it grows from the ground. It's not makabal you can use it for schach. Benekevus psula. But if it's the type of wood which has a hole, which means there's something that goes into it, which means it's makabal so then a person cannot use it for schach. Ask the Gemara, scharim kshayra pshita. What's the chiddush? What are you teaching me by saying a piece of wood which grows from the ground and can't be makabal tumma I can use for schach? Like, well, why would I have thought otherwise? Person would have thought that you have two types of wood sticks which were both made to make arrows and one didn't have a hole and one did have a hole. You would have thought that even though one is okay we should say that all those types of materials should not be used because it's confusing between the two types. He's coming to teach you that no, that since, since it was okay, Chazal didn't feel that people were going to get confused between those types of wood. Benekevus psula, the Gemara is, asked the Gemara that the, the type of wood which was used to make an arrow, which had a hole in it to, to accept the, the metal piece of the arrow that went at the tip, so that type of thing is makabal So what were you coming to teach me? What was your chiddush to come to teach me? I can't use that for schach. Mahu de teima beis bayis kibol ha'osila malos losh mikibol kamash melon. You would have said that the type of hole that it has, which is made to fill it up and never become separated. In other words, it's a piece of wood with a little hole at the tip, which is made to stick the metal piece of the arrow into it and stay there forever, maybe that's not called a base keeble. That's not defined as something which can accept something because it was made to put it in and keep it there forever. In other words, a normal kli, a cup, right? You fill it up, you pour it out. Over here, the whole purpose of the filling it up was to fill it up and, and be closed. So maybe that wouldn't be defined as a base keeble and it wouldn't be makabal toma. Can we teach you? No, that it is makabal toma and therefore you cannot use it for schach. So his first halacha was saying that the scharim, the ones which are not makabal it's okay, don't think that we were gozer, we made a decree, so you don't get confused between the two. And the second halacha was really a halacha in the halachas of tumah, saying the type of arrow which has a hole is makabal even though the hole is something which permanently gets filled up, and therefore you're not allowed to use it for schach. Omer rabba Sachra Banitze Pishton Psula. Person who used schach 
with the production of pishton, flax, which is at a certain point of its production, which we'll see a little bit more in a second, is no good. Behutzni pishton kshera. Whatever is called hutzni, we'll see the Gemara is going to not be sure what hutzni is, but hutzni pishton, a very early stage of its development of pishton is okay. So in other words, anitze pishton is something towards the end of the process of producing the flax. Hutzni is the very beginning of the production of the flax. That's kosher. Hushni pishton, which is the middle of the two, enu yodea mahu. He's not sure if the halacha of hushni is okay or not okay. And I'm not even sure how exactly to define what hushni is. Okay, so we know the earliest stage, which is hutzni, is okay. The latest stage, which is anitze pishton, is not okay. The middle stage, he doesn't know if it's okay or if it's not okay. And he's not even sure how to define what's called the middle stage, which the Gemara explains. hushni So the, the basic, the three steps of the production was number one, soaking. Number two, some type of smashing it, and number three, combing it. Okay, so we have to figure out what, what is that middle category. If a person did dayik, which means he smashed it, which means he got to stage number two, if that's called hushni, if that's called the middle category, but the first category, which was okay, would mean it's okay even though you did the first step of development, which was soaking. Or maybe once you did the soaking, that's already the middle category, and the first category was before any of the three steps of production. So again, the, the first step, which is chutzni, is okay. The Gemara is saying, we're not sure. Is chutzni before you did any of the three steps of production? Or is it even include if you did the first step, which is the soaking? The next question, which is, what's the halach of hushni? So number one, we're not sure, what's hushni? Is hushni, even though you, um, after soaking is already called hushni? Or is hushni only once you got to the next step of the production, which is the smushing it? So now it's one question, and he's not sure whatever's called hushni, is it okay or it's not okay? Okay, but what's the name of the problem with, let's say, anitze pishton, right? He said, when you got to the end of the development, it's for sure not okay. So why is it not okay? So Rashi said, because at that point, it's able to become tummy, and therefore it doesn't fit the rule of the Mishnah, which is you can only use for schach something which can't become tummy. Okay, over here, there's a fascinating Rambam. Can a person use paper for schach? Right, so paper grows, assuming nothing changed since the last time I researched this. Right, paper grows from trees. It's made from trees. Huh? Process from trees. Okay, so trees is something which is good for schach. So is there any problem with using paper as schach? Anybody? We have five more minutes. Huh? Yes, why? Doesn't seem right. Okay. Processed. So you're saying what, they put other materials into it? Possibly. 
Okay, so meaning it depends what the name of the problem the Gemara just said. In other words, Rashi said the problem here is something specific by the flax that it got to the certain point of being able to be Makabal Tumah. So if I would tell you that paper can't be Makabal Tumah, which is, a, which is a discussion, but let's say I would assume paper can't be Makabal Tumah. So then it grows from the ground, it can't be Makabal Tumah. So what should be the name of the problem? What'd you say? So therefore. Okay, so the Rambam over here learns, learns the Gemara differently. The Rambam over here learns the Gemara not like Rashi, and learns that the name of the problem with these things is that if it doesn't look like the thing which it, the way it grew, it's, it's processed. But the name of the problem is if it doesn't look like the way it grew, it cannot be used for schach midirabonim. So according to the Rambam, it should be a problem because paper doesn't look like a tree. Okay, but there are some who say that if you learn the Gemara like some of the other Rishonim, I think Rashi would be, would be one of them, so then you really don't see there's any such requirement in Schach. And then it should come out that if you hold papers not Makabotum, a person could technically use paper, use paper for Schach. So in other words, if you learn this Gemara saying a specific problem in these types of materials, so then there, sh there should be no problem with using paper as schach, assuming paper is not makabotum. The Rambam who learned this Gemara saying that there's a new problem called you can't use for schach something which looks different from the way it grew. So that's a much broader issue. So the Rambam should, it should come out that a person could not use paper as schach because of that, because of that new problem. Okay, let's see one more line. Amr of Yehuda, honey shushi v'shvatsri mesachachin bahu. These types of things, <coughs> which are types of vegetables, a person could use them as schach. Why? Because they're not makabotuma, because it's not something which people eat. The second ones you should not use. My timer. Abai is saying because when they rot, they become very smelly. So I'm concerned that a person is not going to want to enjoy being in a sukkah because there's a bad smell, and therefore midirabun, and a person is not allowed to use it as schach in order to avoid that problem. Just for the um, sponsors of the day, Talmud Torah is Dr. Max and Brenda Lapkovsky in honor of Yitzchak Meir's upcoming bar mitzvah, and Riva Mitzner in commemoration of the first yard seat of her father, Larry Schneck, Aryeh ben Chaim Zatzal, um, the morning halacha shir, which takes place after davening, is starting a new topic today. Anybody who's interested in joining, we're starting some of the halachas of Rosh Hashanah now that we are on our way to the Yom Good morning.